0: Harriet, I swear to Christ. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. She's so sweet. I hate you. I love you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. It is <gasps> legit good. <laughs> Holy shit. That was good. Nick. Nick, you son of a bick. That was wonderful. Oh, my God. That was so good. <gasps> Did you not feel like you were in, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog game?
1: It felt like that. It, it felt there were, so, there were so many. I felt so many things listening yeah. to that.
0: <gasps> yeah. I am full of emotion, Nicholas. You got a feeling emotion. <laughs> it was Nick S. That was incredible. I actually heard this when you, uh, I believe you sent this to us last Tuesday, maybe. Because I remember listening to it at a bar at happy hour and being like, oh my God, this <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> And then I played it for everyone in the bar. Just so you know. <laughs> but I know was only and- like, three people. But even still, I- they loved it. I'm reading their... Uh, maybe
1: we'll just jump straight to shout-outs, because shout-out to Nick. But I'm reading mm-hmm. their email. And part of it just says, I hope no one has done this idea before.
0: No! No! No, nobody's done that idea. And it's beautiful. Incredible. Who would even... Who, who would do that? Nick. Send
1: us more things, uh, anything. Uh, wonderful, wonderful.
0: They did say, I th- i think they said that they had more ideas of ruin. Yeah, I have one more idea I might get to. Nikolai, Nicholas, please, give us more of your jams.
1: We want more of your jam. And they they also were so nice to say that they really liked our poop episode and it made them laugh while they were at the grocery store. They said, <laughs> I almost doubled over laughing in the middle of the soup aisle. Poop soup.
0: (laughs) The poop soup aisle,
1: right? Poop soup. I was very sick. (laughs) It's not a joke. I was (laughs) sick.
0: Oh, I was very sick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh. Welcome to (laughs) Hoya Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, Amy. Hey, Jackie. Hi, everyone. Hey everyone, how you doing? How are you doing? I'm
1: great listening to that song talking yeah. about our new best friend Nick.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, Jackie, uh, I was uh I was in a bad mood today. Do tell. Well, I was just in a bad mood. I mean, I was I was frustrated. I was angry. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not really anything too new for me, but I was in a bad mood and then I got on a call with Jackie before we started recording. And we both were just like, well, guess what? We're both pissed off today. And Mm -hmm. then we had an angry rant. And then we made each other laugh a lot. And now I feel a lot better. It felt great. I
1: literally right before Amy called, I was doing that thing where I was standing in front of the mirror and I was having, you know, when you have an argument with someone and you just don't say the things you want to say and you don't say it the right way. Well, it's always nice to go back and have that argument Mm -hmm. again and replace that first memory with a better memory yeah and i, I so do it many good points and getting so worked up and then by the time amy called i was real worked up
0: yeah i do that in a shower some people mm-hmm. do it in the shower sometimes i also do it when i'm laying down getting ready for bed <laughs> uh, but you were doing it in the mirror you know like really like getting into it probably with some pointing i assume i was doing a lot point.
1: of like cutting my hand into my other hand and like this is unacceptable
0: like, like a point like, with your whole hand
1: yeah it's like uh the, in sign language it means stop if anyone's familiar with that stop. oh but uh just the gesturing you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. felt very yeah. empowering well if you need to cry at any point during this episode <laughs> feel free to do
0: it i feel so much better though after talking to you jackie i really do
1: i feel so much better too thank you all right so we did our first shout out to Nick. Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. amazing. You've set the bar.
0: Yep. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> uh So, before we get into shout outs, Jackie, I just want to say real quick that I had to edit the last episode. And if you all remember, I was very sick and I tried to do sexy shout outs and I sounded terrified. No. Time. I mean, You've brought this up to me twice
1: this week, and I swear to God, you don't sound terrified. I thought you sounded very sexy. I
0: was not at all. I thought while I was recording it, I was like, yeah, that's that's sexy. You, you should be a phone sex operator, girl. And then I listened to it again. I'm like, you sound like you are being read a script with a gun pointed at your head.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, you were kind of reading a script, but you, <laughs> right. This is this is that little voice inside your head that wants you to. You sounded sexy, and and I know your voice at the time was, you know, like I might sound like Bruce Valanche. You didn't. I sound scared. You didn't. You sounded amazing, and and I loved it. Very sexy. Don't stop doing sexy voice. Okay.
0: I won't. I guess I won't. I'll kid you to be sexy. (laughs) But anyway, so, okay. Let me just do this one real quick because I saw this weeks ago and I keep forgetting to do it because it's from Reddit. And I fucking hate Reddit. It's Talk about being scared. Reddit scares me. But there was some reason something that made me look at the King of the Hill Reddit. And I saw, of course, naturally, I did a search for our podcast because doy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw I saw a couple of posts that were upsetting, but I also saw About <laughs> us. Yeah. Oh no. no! They weren't that upsetting. They just don't like us talking very much, which is... Well,
1: it's cool that people are talking about us, hey.
0: Yeah, I know. So maybe, uh, suck one! Suck it! (laughs) I like it. I like the attention in any form. (laughs) Not me. I'm such a poor I'm such a sad little baby. I'm like, no, you have to say you like me always. Well,
1: I think that's where the shame really benefits me because anytime somebody <laughs> has a criticism, I'm just like, you're probably right, but I'm just like happy to be acknowledged. <laughs> and then I internalize that criticism and let it crush me. <laughs>
0: And then I'm paralyzed by fear. Uh, so so um, if I'm reading this correctly, because again, I, I don't really ever go on Reddit. I kind of think it's a cesspool. I don't like it. Um, but it, I think it's uh, user Missa Rosa. And it says, Oh, yeah, podcast. Y'all, if you haven't already, please take the time to check out the King of the Hill podcast. Oh, yeah. These girls are so funny and such big fans. I've been listening since they began this summer they discuss an episode of the show each episode in chronological order and just started into season 2 via condios
1: yay i
0: know so thank you so much thank you for doing that and going out on a limb because uh reddit is terrifying and i won't i i don't like posting there ever
1: yeah i've never um really checked out reddit because i'm, I'm do am scared yeah. but yeah it's it's awful hidden gems seems like like Miss rosa Miss Arosa. Mm -hmm. So my shout out this week comes from iTunes. Thank you for uh, leaving reviews. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Again, the algorithm. The algorithm.
0: So helpful. It means so much to us because it really helps us be seen more and like more King of the Hill fans to find us. So thank you so much to everyone who has reviewed. And not just like leaving reviews, but just giving us stars and all of that. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it. So the shout out i'm doing this week is from itunes and it is by gt drew 281 and the subject says "Dangle, great podcast i tell you dot 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 and then it gets cut off so <laughs> probably i'm assuming it says i tell you what but who knows <laughs> it's anyone's guess it's anyone's guess and it says this is literally the only podcast i listen to Love knowing I'm not the only one out there that has more than a normal amount of shows and one-liners memorized. Keep up the awesome work, ladies, because you cannot
0: just blow my mind and then leave. <laughs> I love that Peggy quote. Wonderful Peggy quote. Thank you so much. Thank you, GT Drew two eight one. GT Drew twenty eight.
1: I'm assuming that GT stands for Good Tongue Drew. <laughs>
0: I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Got that silver tongue. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say good times. Good time, Drew. But I like good tongue better. And I'm sure they do too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have one more. And again, it's from iTunes. But uh, this one is from Allison Fox. And it says, God dang it. What's the subject? Body says, I don't have anything clever or funny to say because I am mostly not clever or funny. No. Come on. Come on. The podcast is great and funny and everything King of the Hill fans have ever needed slash wanted. Praise hands emoji, clapping hands emoji. And then they said, I don't even listen on iTunes. I use Stitcher. So I came here specifically to leave a review because the ladies of the pod deserve it. You are, you are a god. I Allison- was Allison Fox, you foxy fuck, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I mean, to take the time to leave the app that you're in, to go to another one, just to leave us a review. Like I've never done that. I would never, I'm too lazy. It's an extreme hassle. It's such a hassle. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to everyone who's left us reviews, whether they are written or they're just stars. It's a pain in the ass. So we genuinely appreciate them. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to kiss you all on the face. <laughs> right on the lips, just like my uncle. <laughs> Patreon,
1: Patreon, you got to do Patreon. Let's get a
0: Patreon. <laughs> Look, Jackie, you keep doing these songs and they're now becoming standards. So you're going to have to keep singing that Patreon <laughs> song. Every single episode. <laughs> uh, but we do have another Patreon, a patron. We'll, we're never going to get that right. We have another patron, and it is Melissa M. Melissa. Hello. Ooh. Hi there. In your what I assume bell bottom light wash jeans. Hey. This picture
1: is so they're so tiny and far away in their picture that I can't even. See you. So mysterious.
0: Melissa. Cannot wait for you to join us for the live podcast. Ooh. The live podcast, which we have, um, we've come up with a date. It's going to be the 23rd of this month, February at 4.30 PM Eastern. I'm a ding dong. And I forgot that I have tickets for a, uh, a show, a concert on the thirteenth, which was when we were supposed to do our live watch party, so I had to bump it up a week to Thursday the twentieth, so I apologize for all of that. Enjoy your Galentine's day, my bad my bee.
1: all good all righty doodles
0: <laughs> okie dokie.
1: <laughs> you you ready? I'm ready, all right, so let's get into the episode. <laughs>
0: Damn! Damn!
1: <laughs> if you touch me like this If me like that
0: I'm about to really
1: That's it
0: we love a Celine Dion, okay? The
1: listeners can't see it,
0: but I'm running
1: through a castle in a white nightgown as we record this, and there's a lot of thunder and lightning
0: like flashing. Nothing um, underneath. Her nips outside. are very hard. <laughs> there's a lot t- of sorry. wind. You could cut that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed of having nips, okay? That's what they do.
0: It's I did shame a friend recently for having male nipples. I was like, those are disgusting and they're not natural. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was just being I was just being mean to him. Well I think
1: everyone starts out <laughs> this is not I was gonna say everyone starts out with nipples and then what? They keep <laughs> and then, them. And then no. your body
0: grows around it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I read, this was like years ago in undergrad, that every embryo fetus? starts or yeah, fetus starts out as Female, and that's what accounts for everyone having nips. And then I don't know something switches with with the male fetus. So basically, all male nipples are just nips that gave up. (laughs) You could have been something, and now you're just nips. Well, they're
0: they're great for like pinching and twisting. Yeah, right.
1: They're always way too tiny and like inverted.
0: No, I love it. I'm. It's
1: like trying to pick up a dime when you have like no nails
0: it's like it's like a quarter that's been glued to the ground as a fuck you <laughs> you're, you're trying to you're trying to rip them straight off their body that's what i do that's that's foreplay for me is ripping nipples off of bodies but it doesn't work i can barely get it i can barely get it
1: <laughs> yeah they're too way too small <laughs> anyway i'm, I'm talking, about, talking about how i'm not going to be ashamed of my nipples and we're shaming
0: I know, right? We're, poor Mel, they're going to be looking at their nipples like, you are too small. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. No. They're great. Everyone's they're perfect.
1: Nipples are fine.
0: They're fine. so much fun to grab yeah. and pull. So
1: let's get into the episode. Yes. All right. Air date hmm? December 14th, 1997. This year will not end. <laughs> In 97 forever. Okay. <laughs> Episode 10, season 2, Bobby Slam. Bobby Slam! <laughs> Bobby. 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 All right, and here we go. Hank becomes elated when Bobby announces he has joined the wrestling team at school. Meanwhile, Peggy is asked to substitute teach the middle school girls gym class indefinitely because they for some reason um they forgot to hire a teacher for the girls gym class right and for some reason uh boys and girls are separated for gym class
0: well I will say that when I was when I first started middle school we were separate we were not co-ed and then I think in seventh grade we became co-ed and it was the worst day of my life
1: I wonder what like why separate though
0: because well it was great for me as a fat child who was constantly being made fun of so I was like great I don't have to be around those assholes who <laughs> would make fun of me all the time so I was like oh no great I finally get a little bit of a break but no then we had to like go into co-ed and it was just like it was painful for me it sucks so hard I hated it I hated every second of it
1: I guess I was more terrified of the girls in middle school and you can't I, I mean, I had that thing where I just hated that you had to change your clothes in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. and you had to do it in front of everyone else, and again, what? everyone else had boobs, <laughs> and I don't know where these boobs all came from, but they just, like, everyone just, like, had grown-up, like, boobs, and I was just, it just felt like a nightmare I, to have to change in front of people.
0: I want to understand why we had to change in front of people, because... They, be, this also happened in my middle school, too, Jackie, because like, I never did. I always went into the bathroom, like to the bathroom stall and changed. Me, too. Because you're not going to fucking tell me what to do, number one. Second, like I was just like, no, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. I am embarrassed, and I'm self-conscious, and I don't want to change in front of all of these girls. And it was something that would like get you points marked off of your grade, which I yeah, don't I understand you would get in trouble for it. And it's kind of crazy. It's like, why are you forcing young children into taking their clothes off in front of each other for a grade? That doesn't, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah.
1: People shouldn't be penalized.
0: Yeah. That is a really good point. It's I never understood it. I never understood it. And (laughs) God, I mean, like, this episode, I will say, like, I'm not going to get into it right now, but I will say that this brought back a lot of middle school gym memories that were not comfortable and upsetting, so...
1: (laughs) Well, middle school is the worst, and gym is the worst, so you're, like, doubling up on shitty, two, like, the shittiest time in your life. It is is awful. Anyway, we're two sentences into the... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> the, the The episode and uh we're already going off the, this is a i guess we've, we're getting into another triggering episode so everyone uh, it, it bear with us uh so boys and girls are separated for gym peggy has to substitute teach the girls gym class because they never hired a teacher for the girls gym class because who gives a shit about girls right. anyway peggy's experience is a frustrating one when she requests new basketballs for the girls um, be, she requests them because all of their basketballs are deflated for s- some reason. She is informed that the money that could be used for basketballs is actually earmarked to place holograms on the football, the tickets for the football game. And I love this part. She's complaining about it to Hank. Like, can you believe this? Like, they won't even get these girls' basketballs because they need these stupid holograms for the tickets. And then uh, an appropriate reaction from Hank would be, oh, that's crazy, or that's unacceptable, or, it's bullshit, you know? But instead, he just responds with, holograms prevent ticket fraud, Peggy. There's a lot of sick people out there. Ugh.
0: This this episode is one of the ones where Hank just really is a part of the establishment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and we mentioned this, we were talking about this before we started recording, but, you know, Peggy and Connie and... The girls experience a lot of very overt misogyny and sexism from the coach, in particular, just straight up like girls can't do this. But yeah. Hank almost is worse because he's one of those people who it, it doesn't even cross his radar that there's an issue. It's just right. so not an issue for him that he just it's he's not even on a
0: on a side almost. He's so dismissive. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, just so. completely dismissive, and he is on Bobby's side, but it it's not a matter of him being on, like, oh, it's a boy's side, it's because it's his son, and he also just doesn't give a fuck about anything that has to do with women.
1: Yeah, oh. and he's never experienced that kind of uh, discrimination, so he doesn't even understand what it feels like, or maybe he's just not even able to recognize that it is happening
0: definitely I I mean I I think you're right because there's that scene where she's it's the same scene where she's talking to him and she's just like it's the same thing that happened to me when I was younger and there's like this flashback to Peggy she's she like throws the ball up and she fucking whacks a home run like boom right off the bat and the coach is like can you run as well as you hit and she's like yes sir i can and he's like why don't you go buy some soda pop for these boys instead of being like join our team and and then it cuts to hank and he's just like yeah boys really do love soda <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that was not the point of the story Misses at all the point completely completely he's so dismissive of her story <laughs>
1: yeah <sighs> all right we're we're going to get through this um the discrimination that Peggy and the girls' gym class are experiencing continues when the girls are denied uniforms. Meanwhile, the boys have like fifty different kinds of uniforms. Um, mm-hmm. You know, home games, away games. I don't know, Mondays, Tuesdays, mornings. sweat afternoon. I don't sweat know. Sweatpants. Sweatpants. Capes. Who knows? Um, <laughs> capes.
0: <laughs> Bobby would love a, a cape. Cape. He Top would be ass, so capes. stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even <need> a monocle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Peggy loses her cool when coach Kleehammer asks the girls to stand off to the side uh, one day so the boys can use the gymnasium. They need a uh, extra room to scrimmage. And now that's a copy and paste because I don't know what the fuck a scrimmage is.
0: I have no clue.
1: Maybe it's a, a lot of running, I, I think, but whatever. Anyway, the boys and girls are using the gym and the coach is just like you get these slits out of here so I can have the gym for my <laughs> boys and their big old swinging dongs. <laughs> And at first, Peggy's like, no, this is, you know, I'm trying to teach general sports and I need a general area. But eventually she has no choice but to comply and the girls are forced to vacate the gym so the boys can use the space. Connie, by this point, is feeling discouraged about signing up for a gym class. She's uh, second guessing the, the choice to get into the class. And I think she says, you know, maybe I should have just taken home ec instead. And like you were saying, Amy, around this time, we find out that Peggy is dealing with a lot of baggage from her childhood when she was denied a spot on the boys' baseball team, even though she was basically a child baseball prodigy. Um, Mm -hmm. But she's a girl, so they wouldn't even consider her and just laughed in her face and made her buy soda Pop. So she's still dealing with that experience and everything that Connie and the middle school girls are going through is really triggering a lot of those emotions for Peggy. So in response to all of this... You know, Connie's second guessing her choice, and, and Peggy's like, No, fuck that. You know what? I'll help you get any any sport that you want to join, I'll help you get on that team. And Connie tells Peggy that, You know what? I'd like to join the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. Peggy tells Coach Kleehammer about Connie's wish to join the team, but the coach attempts to dissuade her, claiming that it's a boys' sport. <laughs> he's such an asshole about it. And then. He's uh, a
0: fucking uh, moron.
1: Uh, yeah, he's a big dum dum. And when uh, Peggy goes to Min and Khan to talk about Connie joining the team at first, they're like, oh, no, she might get hurt. But then Connie convinces them that it would look really good on a Harvard application and help her stand out. So they are now behind the idea of her joining the wrestling team. Mm -hmm. So then Connie, her parents, and Peggy go to the principal. And they threaten a lawsuit unless Connie's allowed to participate. And at first, the principal's kind of just like, Ugh, why doesn't she just do gymnastics she's like a tiny asian girl you know so now it's like sexist and <laughs>
0: racist and racist i know and i love it because con was kind of like eh, I, no i don't want to like she she needs to be working out her mind not her body blah 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 and then it gets to the point where like you get in front of principal moss who's being a dick bag mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like you know what con's like well, now you're being racist and sexist, so we're going to sue your dick off unless you let my daughter do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So eventually
1: the uh, Principal Moss lets Coach Klee Hammer know that you need to consider Connie for the team. A reluctant Klee Hammer informs the boys on the wrestling team that a girl will be joining them. And then he warns them that, as a result, some of the boys may not make the team. Everyone's, like, real nervous about it and upset. Later, Bobby tells his parents that Klee Hammer looked directly at him when he made that announcement indicating that Klee Hammer may kick Bobby off the team as payback for Peggy's actions. At school, Clee <laughs> This part. Oh, my God. At school, Klee Hammer announces that tryouts will be held for the wrestling team, and he says... Instead of a guaranteed spot on the team, it'll now be based on ability. And everyone groans and gives Connie a dirty look. And and Kleehammer says, I know it. it isn't fair, but apparently <laughs> that's what some people call progress.
0: <laughs> uh, this episode is chock full of good, like just great quotes. It's, it, but also infuriating ones. It's so good. It's such Who a good ever episode. Whoever
1: wrote that line just... Nailed it. Just, they really nutshelled. <laughs> they. I'm sorry, i
0: They really nutshelled it. You nutshelled that bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything
1: that's wrong in our society, they nutshelled it. <laughs> but it's true. It, uh, th- I love that line. Instead of a guaranteed spot on the team, it'll now be based on ability it's not, I know it isn't fair, but that's progress. (laughs) I mean, oh my God. Like it's, it's such a perfect line. I mean, so many people just fully think that way. And it's, it's, it's a very real (laughs) perspective.
0: A lot of people have, it's crazy. I know. And that's the funny thing is that like, we we can recognize that as like a joke, as satire, as like, a criticism against this, but people would actually take it and be like, they're right. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's what people call progress. So PC equality, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> they, they would make fun of it. They'd be like, oh, he's so right. No, it, he's making fun of it.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. That is so frustrating. I will, like, on some, like, I'm not going to call any out but there you know there are some people you see on other King of the Hill groups where they'll just have full on discussions and and some of some of the, the arguments people bring to those discussions are so they seem to go against the whole message of the show it's like they're taking all of these lines at face value and not Literal. getting the sarcasm at all and it's just like how do you like this show like this I know. is Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, now everyone has to try out and, you know, it's called progress and it's unfair. Uh, the uh, coach, Kleehammer, tells the kids that they're going to be paired up to wrestle each other for the tryouts. And to his horror, Bobby learns that he will face Connie in the match. Even though, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not even in the same weight class, right?
0: Not, Not even close.
1: Peggy is mortified when she hears the news uh, that, you know, Bobby is going to be pitted against Connie. She so badly wants to help Connie, but doesn't want to do anything that'll hurt her only child. Meanwhile, Min enlists Luann's assistance to help coach Connie while Hank tries his hand at prepping Bobby for the match. And he does this by putting a carpet on top of Bobby and hosing <laughs> it down so that it's soaking wet. And then he tells Bobby to explode out of the carpet. Which Bobby can't do because he's covered in a big, sopping wet carpet. (laughs) But that's his training. The night before the wrestling match, we see Peggy at a batting cage. She's angry and frustrated, and she's taking all of her rage out by furiously hitting balls and getting hammered.
0: She's, She's slamming home runs and slamming beers. She's so good. Yeah, she's amazing.
1: She's really talented. The day of the tryout finally arrives. Hank is there to cheer Bobby on, but Peggy's not there, probably, because she's hung over. It's yes, Bobby's it's turn to try out, and Coach Clehammer says to Bobby, oh, it's too bad your mom isn't here to see this. And Bobby defiantly turns to Coach Clehammer and he says, she wanted to be here, but she had to sleep in. That <laughs>
0: – that- that made me laugh out loud, real hard. Oh my God, that cracked me. She wanted to be here, but she had to sleep in.
1: Flash <laughs> forward to all my children at their soccer games. <laughs> 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 so the wrestling match between Bobby and Connie is about to begin. However, um, you know, tired of the problems brought on by their situation, Bobby and Connie have decided prior to this match, that they're going to fake it using rehearsed wrestling moves seen in a wrestling video game that they play together at Bobby's house. Bobby fake slams a folding chair into Connie. Connie fake hits Bobby, and he smears ketchup on his face, so it looks like blood. Coach Cleehammer screams, you know, what the hell is going on? That's not Olympic wrestling. And then Clark Peter appears, and he says, no, that's real wrestling. Oh, my God! That's... No, that was perfect. <laughs> at one point, Connie like holds out her fingers and points them at Bobby, and she apparently zombifies him. He turns into a zombie for a minute. <laughs> His arms are just out, and he's just like walking around. Uh, he snaps out of it and then he body slams Connie, or I guess Bobby <laughs> slams her. Mm. Around this time, Peggy finally makes it to the match wearing her special hangover sunglasses.
0: Her clout glasses?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she asks Hank how the match is going, dreading whatever answer he gives her, but Hank lets her know that Connie and Bobby figured out a solution. And, you know, basically they both win i guess because they're having fun and not letting the bullshit get in the way of their friendship peggy is relieved and yells oh yeah and then she grips her head because she has a terrible hangover and you shouldn't yell when you have a hangover Mm -mm. you shouldn't do anything when you have a hangover because everything you do hurts even sleeping the only thing that doesn't hurt when you have a hangover is eating chinese food that's it the end! Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jackie. Thank you. What? What an episode! You know, there's it is chock full of drama. Bullshit. I can't think of the word. Yeah, bullshit. Um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. Uh, feminism. Yeah,
1: Peggy. Peggy really you know, we, we get to see her fighting in this episode, but it's unfortunate mm-hmm. because it's nice that things worked out for Bobby and Connie, but nothing really, none of the real issues get resolved at all. Right. You know, it's not like the girls get, uh, you know, uniforms or, or new equipment or anything like that. Um, I don't know that Peggy resolves her <laughs> past issues there's no aha moment on Hank's part you know there's no it turns out we were wrong from the principal or the coach
0: mhm so yeah.
1: but i guess that's kind of you know real life a, li- a realistic it's you, you don't yeah. necessarily get that but it's important to keep up the the fight
0: yeah i know even though it's so hard but yeah i know you're right uh but what I do really like about this is that Hank is such a background character Mm. and we haven't really had an episode like that. I mean, I don't know if we've really ever had an episode like that. I mean, I'm sure we have, but up until this point, I can't really think about one. And he's really the background character. Peggy takes center stage. And there was, there was the, um, sex education episode but he was pretty involved in that one right like it was peggy and hank together so there was there was a decent amount of hank like him with the guys and talking to bobby about being on the team and everything and all that but he's almost like the like the the windbag, the talking head you know in the episode yeah he's the person that like he's saying the things that are just gonna like piss peggy off more You know, and he's kind of the catalyst in this episode where Peggy, she's been the catalyst in a lot of episodes. So it's been a pretty, it's a pretty Peggy heavy episode for us to get into. And it kind of shows like her determination and her like willingness to not take no for an answer and her like willing to fight for something that she believes in.
1: Yeah. You think Hank was the catalyst for this episode, though? I would argue that Peggy was.
0: I wouldn't say, I'm not saying catalyst in the term of him like, oh, he's the one who like made things happen. Right. I would say that he's kind of just like the extra little voice in Peggy's ear that is like, okay, he's not listening to me and he's not getting it. And that's pissing me off because my husband's not listening to me and he's not getting it. And then I'm going to the principal and I'm going to the coach and they're both not getting it. And all of these people combined. Or kind of like this perfect little storm to make Peggy just be like, fuck all of you. I'm going to tell you what's up.
1: That is interesting. I wonder if he had been more receptive to... If he had listened a little bit better and and been more empathetic to what she was going through, would that have been enough for her to just feel heard? Right. Would she have done less or would that have empowered her to do more? Mm-hmm. But that is an interesting point, yeah. I mean, that nothing... There's not one point like moment where she where she talks about what she's going through. There's not one moment where he's just like, That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. that like this is happening or that you experienced that. Or
0: he well, honestly, he completely dismisses most of it. When he says, Oh, hey, uh, where are you stationed at? Fourth mathematics? Oh. Mm-hmm. And she's like, No, I'm teaching Jim. He was like, Oh my god, that's serious. He's like, That's where boys learn how to win. And, like, the importance of winning or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, well, it's actually, like, girls' gym. And he was just like, oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. He had nothing to say about it. He was like, oh, whatever, never mind. That doesn't matter. So he just, he has, like, no interest in whatever this is. And his main interest is Bobby being on a team so he doesn't uh, come off as gay. That's basically what it is.
1: That's true. And and, you know, to Hank's mind, Bobby is not his own person. He's an extension of Hank. And so Bobby being on a team is somehow validating for Hank.
0: Well, Hank even says something like while while Peggy is talking to him about, uh, you know, she's like, what if what if Bobby was a girl and he was, you know, they were going through this and he goes, well, that's just the thing. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So it's like super transphobic and super mm. homophobic of Hank to just be like, ah, whatever, like, he's he's not a girl, we're okay, he got onto a team, you know?
1: That's true, I think, I'm thinking now that before I was, I didn't even realize that I was maybe making excuses for him, where I was just like, this is something that he so cannot relate to that it's not even registering for him, but I think he is being more actively dismissive than I initially gave him credit for. Cause I mean, Peggy's come at him with so much bullshit she's going through so many times and he has just not reacted. But then we do see him have a full on reaction when Bobby comes home after he finds out he's going to have to, and I wrote this down as one of my favorite quotes, but Bobby like bikes home and he's like, dad, you know, they're saying, I'm going to have to try out for the team now because Connie wants to join. And then Hank's, you know, he's all upset. And he says, it's all well and good to talk about equal rights until some man loses his job. How is that equal? And then Bobby says, yeah, and it's worse when they take away our favors, because we're used to getting them.
0: I know. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorites, too. I also put that down as well.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) man Hank gets real worked up about that but nothing nothing Peggy says but I guess I guess that's the thing you know like this you could you could interpret that as Hank cares more about Bobby's feelings than Peggy's but I think it is more of a it's Hank's Hanks feelings yeah Hank sees Bobby as an extension of himself and so it's more about him than it is about Bobby
0: it's always more about Hank than it is about Bobby. Like yeah. I love Hank. I love him. Like there's no no hate on Hank, but in any episode that has to deal with Bobby doing something that is quote unquote manly, quote unquote a sport, something that is like male-centric. It's about Hank. It's about him and him projecting his manhood onto his boy until his onto his young son. And it's always like, is he going to meet up to my expectations to make me proud of who I am as a man? Because I've already, I've got a narrow urethra, Mm -hmm. you know, I barely squeezed this boy out. And, and now I've got the son that is the complete fucking opposite of me. Like he's, he's kind. He, well, I don't. I won't say that Hank isn't kind, but he's, he's honest, he's open. Comfortable he's with a, himself. Comfortable with himself, he's a jokester, he's not a sportsman. You know, he's the complete opposite of Hank, and Hank is constantly trying to make Bobby into what Hank was. So it's always about what Hank – it's always about how Hank feels when it comes to Bobby. And eventually, sometimes he learns, okay, it's not about me – But not in this episode. Not in this episode. This episode is mainly about Peggy and, you know, women's rights and everything. So Hank is just kind of like the talking head who's just like adding a little bit of bullshit into uh, Peggy being pissed off. And he's the catalyst for Peggy Peggy being like...
1: He's feeding that.
0: Sexism. Like like just constant sexism talk, you know?
1: Yeah, if she's turning to him looking for any sort of empathy or or someone to back her up, he's not going to give that to her he's only going to reinforce what she's going through yep aside from all of that amy do you have a favorite quotes or moments or parts
0: i know my goodness what a deep dive anyway um it's a lot yeah. to digest i know you know so jackie like i said i i mean i don't know maybe this hasn't made it to the episode but i said earlier you know i was having a bad day and I wasn't feeling very good, and I wasn't really super into watching the episode. But then I did, and I was like, man, this is a great episode. It is chock full of drama mm-hmm. and emotion. There's so much to it. With that said, one of my favorite, favorite quotes is from Bobby when they're doing it's in the very beginning and all the coaches are up there doing their speeches like hey you should join the basketball team you should join the wrestling team blah 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 and uh coach Kleehammer holds up the jacket and he's like you could wear this if you join the wrestling team and Bobby just goes wow silver piping (laughs) Bobby he loves the flare. He loves it. <laughs> I know.
1: And once he's on the team, he's just doing, he's just performing. He's
0: like got a tight five on Gatorade flavors. <laughs> yes. He's done. He does nothing. He does nothing the whole time. And I respect that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I did make one note. Mm-hmm. What is an Oklahoma car wash?
0: I made the same note, <laughs> and and I think he was trying to say that like, what did he he mentioned something about your hair or something? I imagine you don't watch your wash your genitals. So
1: I just looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and it says <laughs> <laughs> an Oklahoma car wash is. The act or process of washing one's self in a gas station or truck stop bathroom sink with paper towels and hand soap. <laughs> hand soap. So, the process usually only covers the face, neck, underarms, and chest.
0: No genitals. God, what a world we live in.
1: Oh, um, I found another definition. Um, the second definition on here for Oklahoma car wash is. <laughs> The drunken act of peeing from an overpass on the cars going by below. The best place to do this is where a country road goes over a highway and a quick getaway can be made. You get double points for hitting a convertible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People are so awful. Why are we here? Why are we here on this earth? We're the worst. <laughs> oh, well, oh my God. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm going to piss on a highway. <laughs>
1: Oh, what a world! Yeah, you're right. What a world. There are so many. I'm not falling down this urban dictionary.
0: You are. I can see you. You're going. You're going down that hole. You're. She's going. I
1: saw. I saw. It it has a list of uh, terms that are trending, and number four just says "huge boner," and I was like, "What possibly? what, What else could that mean?" It says, term used when something is not going the way in which it was intended, such as a bad day at work or when something has, and then it cuts off. Huge boner. And then under that, I see the word spaffed, S-P-A-F-F-E-D, and that just says, spaffed, when someone comes somewhere. Uh Oh, I like this. Paddle pop, a very uptight, anal retentive person. Paddle pop.
0: this is these are all lies these are just people like adding things in (laughs) or maybe we'll just maybe i'm just old i don't know
1: oh my god all right the last one this uh, term popped up on the list at number 14 it said the big c then i looked at it a phrase referring to cancer a very deadly cellular disease in which (laughs) spread throughout the body what is Urban Dictionary? I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Uh, all right. Anyway,
0: <clears throat> are we still so, doing what we like about this episode? Is that that's what's happening? An Oklahoma car wash. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is that where we're at? Oh my God! <laughs> all right. So, so Jackie, you were saying that you've you've pretty much sprinkled all of your sprinkled all of your things that you liked into the episode.
1: Uh yeah, basically the only last note I made was that uh, Bobby has a video game called Sergeant Gorgeous,
0: amazing,
1: which I loved. It was and just, the uh, and
0: the cover of it is mwah. beautiful.
1: <laughs> so that's about it. That's all. That's all the notes I took.
0: All right, so I've got I got a few. I already said wow, silver piping, which is quite possibly one of my favorite quotes. So fucking funny. All right, so. When Bobby comes back and he's like, Hey, I got into a team. I'm on the wrestling team. And he's like, it's the best sport ever. There's no running. <laughs> and then quickly after that, he goes, I'm in a very advanced weight class. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's God. I feel you, Bob. I feel you, Bobby. I've been on that. There's no running. I hate running. Mm-hmm. and i am also in a very advanced weight class so you're right. damn right we are so special excited. so exciting i love um there there's a couple of things so like when hank comes in and he gives he's like and bobby is like in his tidy whities and he's just like fucking flexing in front of the mirror <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love that but then hank walks in put your put your thing down stop eating and Put I'm your thing hungry.
1: down. I'm sorry. Put your
0: thing down. We're almost done. All right. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> no, I love that part. I, I don't know why I didn't make a note of this part, but go on.
0: So, so Hank walks in, and he's just like, "I got, you know, I got something for you. I got something for you." And he presents Bobby, a, a cup like a dick protector. In a crown royal bag, like you Fuck. can tell,
1: it's Fuck. crown Damn it, royal. Amy.
0: <laughs> was that a trivia
1: question? Yes, that's okay. I have two others.
0: Would you, would you, would you ever expect me not to know what a crown royal bag was, honey? <laughs> that's my. Opinion. I love whiskey. I love it. So yeah. I, know, I was just like, oh my god, it's like been tucked away in a corner in a crown royal bag. <laughs> with his, with, I'm sure Hank's gross dick skin still on it, and he gives it to Bobby, and Bobby just like, and kind, and he just like dr- jams that right into his pants. Best, best.
1: But I love this moment, too, because it's Bobby makes that excellent joke where he's just mm-hmm. like, what was all mm-hmm. how am I supposed to drink out of it? And then for a second, Hank's just like, no, not, you don't, and then Bobby's like, gotcha! And then they laugh, and it's like uh, such a rare moment where <laughs> Bobby is is you know we're finally starting to see him not only be funny but smart but smart funny and and he and Hank are actually able to joke around with each other and right it, it was a really sweet moment
0: it was i know you're right you're right it was really sweet besides the fact that like Bobby had to put on a decades old dick protector
1: and i don't um, even understand how those work do you just like do they? Suction it onto the front of your genitals? Cock? How does it stay on?
0: I don't know. I assume your balls go into it. Right? Just by the just by the shape of it.
1: Does the other one go in, too? Your dick? Yeah. Yeah, the- it
0: goes in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How does it all fit in there?
0: I don't understand. <laughs> uh, okay, so I also love when uh, Peggy has her little freak out because Connie was like, well, maybe I should just join yearbook. And Peggy goes, "Yes, yearbook is a squalid, shameful waste of time. (laughs) Because as we find out later, she was told to join the yearbook club instead of actually be a softball or baseball player, which she fucking kicked ass at. Yeah. So, but that part made me laugh real hard. The part where uh, Con and Min and Connie and Peggy—they're all in Principal Moss's office. Oh, and and Coach Kleehammer. How can I forget? He's part of the whole thing. So mm-hmm. he was just like, "Bobby Hill is your son," and Con was just like, "Oh, very good. You followed the trail of clues that start with the same last name." Yeah. <laughs> what Thank a fucking. Fun. Thank God for Khan. What a fucking
1: burn. That was so good. It was really nice to have um Min and Khan smart parents there to back up Peggy. Yeah. yeah. Even though they weren't necessarily coming at it from like, you know, a feminist right. point of view, it was nice to just have another uh, Peggy just among all of these dumbasses just like a couple other people that are smart. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, Peggy's smart, but then we have the super nuisance phones who are smarter and are just like, we got this, don't worry. And also, they're spouting some racist shit at us, so let's make this happen for our daughter.
1: I know! Uh, And that one part, too, where Peggy, before, you know, Min and Khan get involved, Peggy going to Kleehammer and being like, oh, this is Connie, she wants to join the wrestling team, and his first question is... Does she speak English?
0: Right. And then Peggy's like, of course she speaks English. And then he was like, we'll tell her that uh, wrestling is a boy sport. Bitch, she speaks English, you motherfucker. (laughs) You can say it to her. Crazy. You know, all all around, I just, I love Peggy's conviction. Yeah. I love her.
1: I know. And and I don't want to, I don't want to tangent too much, but, you know, we were saying earlier that Hank is advocating for Bobby but it's coming from a place of he's projecting a lot onto Bobby and Mm -hmm. Bobby is a reflection of him and so he you know that's mainly what's motivating him it's not so much uh purely a desire for to help Bobby but and and you could make the argument that oh well Peggy went through all this bullshit now she's projecting that onto Connie but I th- I really feel like she would be backing up Connie either way.
0: Uh you know what? Very good point, Jackie. I think I think that like if you if you take it into the context of everything, yes, maybe Peggy is like trying to push it onto Connie and it's probably not very fair to her, but Connie was also involved with this and she's like I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. However, she ha- she did have to like she got bullied for it. Right. Yeah. And Peggy had to relive her like childhood trauma and even her adult issues of like not being good enough in the eyes of men for this.
1: Uh, You know, Peggy being a woman, she is part of an oppressed group. And I feel like that opens you up to not that you understand other, the oppression of other groups or even other women, but maybe you're more receptive to other people's experiences but there's so many issues with white women nowadays Mm. where it's there as white women we're in this weird place where it's easy for a lot of us to not feel that oppression or to feel like the oppression that we experience is normal and good and defines our femininity in some way
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and whereas there are other groups who I feel like are it, I feel like right now, I feel like white women remind me of Iago from Aladdin. You know, the bird.
0: <laughs> and You're the I, little person on the evil man's shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: make this comparison because uh, Iago is part of the problem mm-hmm. and experiences a lot of power uh, from his position that he's in. But he also is you know abused by mm-hmm. uh, Jafar uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the position that he ol- he holds overall he values and is a lot of times okay with taking on the position of being like above others i don't know and sometimes he's the right
0: hand so- man
1: yeah even though and- he he does like experience a lot of abuse i feel like he has enough power that he i don't know it's i feel like white women are falling in. I mean, like so many white women voted for Trump and, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: and so many white women are more than willing to dismiss the oppression of other groups or to, you know, hate feminism. I -hmm. don't know. It's, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting.
0: So it's very much like Hank in this episode where it's, it's very much dismissive. And it's very much just like, well, that doesn't actually apply to me, so I don't have to think about it and I don't have to care about it, yeah. right? And we're trying to, so I'm trying to say like, uh, Connie, Connie has just way more obstacles to overcome than she than Peggy does, and Connie is also dealing with this family that's putting a lot of pressures on her to be like the best person, the best person to get into Harvard. To excel at So not everything. only does she have those expectations, but then she has like the feminist expectations of being like, I have to do this uh, wrestling, which I actually truly enjoy. And then it turned into this whole thing. And yeah. She has a lot of opposition pushed against her, even including her parents. And then once she gets into it, her parents are just like, no, you have to do it and you have to excel. And then we have Peggy, who was thinking she's got her own trauma from her childhood and her own issues. And she has to, like, try and prove herself, but it still doesn't make any difference. So she's adding that onto Connie. So Connie's got her parents. She's got Peggy. And now she's trying to, like, uphold this whole thing. And she just wants to break down and not do it. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: pressure on her shoulders. She started off doing this thing that she thought might be fun and she was doing it for herself and then it became this thing where she was doing it for Peggy she was doing it for her parents and on behalf of feminism and now she's carrying the weight of all of these things and these expectations are being thrust onto her shoulders and if she fails she's not just failing herself she's failing all these other people and to make matters worse on top of all of that the people that are in positions of authority are actively working against her. But then also, the added thing of, well, now I'm going to actually stand up for myself and, and pursue mm-hmm. what I want, even though there are people telling me that I can't. And now that I'm standing up for myself, now that's affecting my relationship with Bobby, my male mm-hmm. friend. So like, Right. That she kind
0: like, of has a crush on. To quote Boomhauer, danged if you do, danged if you don't. Boom. Oh, Boomy. Oh. Oh, Boomy! What a poignant thought. He's so right.
1: He has a way with words, truly. He really does.
0: He really does.
1: Interesting connection too. His first name is Jeff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Peggy almost Peggy wanted to name Bobby Jeffrey.
0: And if we remember from uh, Jackie, I don't remember which episode it is. I don't know if it's earlier or if it's later. But there's an episode. Where they talk about, oh Peggy, you were friends with Boomhauer before you even met Hank. And Boomhauer's first name is Jeffrey.
1: Wait a second. Hold the fucking train. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knew Boomhauer before she knew Hank.
0: Yes. I think Boomhauer is the one who who introduced them to each other. And his name is Jeffrey.
1: Uh how could Mm -hmm. the writers that that can't be coincidence, right?
0: I don't think so. Well. I mean, who doesn't want to fuck Boomhauer? Like,
1: I'd much more likely to believe that she would bone Boomhauer over Bill. Yeah. You think they used to date?
0: I don't think they used to date, but I think that she might have had like a hard bone for him.
1: Based on what you told me last episode, mm. and then I remembered after you told me, <laughs> that power mm. just hits on every woman that he meets.
0: Guaranteed, he hit on Peggy. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have any more parts that you?
0: No. Okay. Let's just get into listener comments. How about that? All right. Do we have a goddamn song? No. Listen to comments. Ah, <laughs> beautiful!
1: All right, listener comments. All right,
0: so real quick, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to my dog. Um, it is Stephen J, and it's on our Facebook group. And Stephen J said, "Uh, aren't there any girls in this game? No, but some of the older wrestlers have bosoms." Oh. Sorry, res- and, and he put a picture up of a very old man with bosoms who was in a wrestling ring. And I said, who is that? And they said, it's Ric Flair in his sixties. And then they also said, I am a semi-retired pro wrestler myself. So if I can be of further service, let me know. So naturally my first question was, is your body broken?
1: Right. All right.
0: Right. And they, uh, they said extremely two herniated discs in the back, dislocated both kneecaps, 15, 15 or so concussions. No nope. Broke my nose four times, dislocated jaw, bruised trachea, broke every finger on my hands except my thumbs. Cr- Both hands. Both hands. Cracked ribs. And this is just off the top of their head. I'm sorry, a bruised trachea? 15 concussions? Steve J. Oh my god. You are a badass, but also that sounds terrible, and I want you to get a massage and maybe some, like, physical therapy. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) Also, thank you. Okay, so let's get into more (laughs) listener comments. Bender's Redemption says, uh, favorite moment, Bill staring at Min and Luann Russell. And I got to say, like, obviously that's the sexy. We all want to see Min and Luann Russell But I had to think about it and I was like, who would win? You know, like Luann's got that down home trailer park badass motherfucker strength. But Min is also a super badass. Who's gonna win here? I don't know. I feel like Min would never
1: get tired. Exactly.
0: Min would Min would She would just, just she just wouldn't stop. She wouldn't stop.
1: That's what I imagine.
0: And that's always been my downfall in any fight that I've been in I have terrible endurance and I will tap out immediately that's good to so, know
1: La-instagram, uh mentioned Peggy getting snockered at the batting cages mm-hmm. Luann!
0: Corners! <laughs> uh, multiple underscores Sim underscore Tara again very many underscores also says Luann!
1: Jay Jaina, this all goes back to Title IX, Dick Nixon's biggest mistake. Pastel Zom, Connie killed your frog.
0: I know, right? Hank is like, I know a lot of people have been telling you some crazy things, but I just want to tell you that Connie killed your frog. <laughs> 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 Hank was so desperate for Bobby to win, but it, it is a nice little moment when he realizes, like, okay, they're, they're pulling one over on everyone else. Yeah, that, that is a nice little moment. That's a little bit of redemption for Hank in this episode. Yeah,
1: it shows that he could have gotten upset and been like, no, Bobby, come on, this is serious. You have to win. That's important. But instead he was able to put his own competitiveness aside and, and just be happy for those kids. Uh, underscore Sim, underscore Tara, underscore.
0: First you blow, then you throw. <laughs> With those pathetic ass basketballs. Katie creates, Hink gives Bobby his cup in a crown royal bag. <laughs> I know, it's so good. It's such a good one. <laughs> Anyone who who drank when they were in high school knows what a crown royal bag looks like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like classy to keep your loose change in it when you were like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> it was like sophisticated. Um, oh, here's a, a special little one. Kristen renee talking about burt reynolds his name sounds like it'll leave a walking funny the next day <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a quote from us that is a quote from us thank you thank you a lot of people uh were just like i want to go to a party school yeah yeah <laughs> got uh, i can't you have a very long name i'm a, uh Martin of the waking universe is what I'm going to assume. It says Hmm. we got Gracie underscore. No, we've got, um, dino Mike,
1: dino Mike, right? Dude here. If you try to bounce a hockey puck, then that's an immediate drug test.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Thunder Muffin also said, I want to go to a party school. Chico state. Yeah. Thunder Muff. And Becca Thunderdome. Whoa. Two Thunders. I are you meant to be? So we have a couple of uh we have a couple of people who were just like they wanted to mention about how Peggy wanted to call Bobby Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. So we have uh Dope Fills My Lungs. <laughs> we have Give me a minute, give me a minute, Jackie, don't you so create dope... Yes, shut up! So <laughs> So we have Don't Fills My Lungs and Katie Creates. I thought it was more than two, but apparently it's not. (laughs) No, Section (laughs) 8 Delta. Oh! Peggy
1: admits she wanted to call Bobby Jeffrey. This last one by Ben Stone. Ketchup in the eyes at the end with a lot of laughing emojis and then a ketchup
0: can. One more from our Facebook group is uh, Aldo Manuel B. This episode is where we got this meme from and it's Clearly, everyone, if you haven't seen this meme, how dare you? But it's Bobby flexing in the mirror, and it's like, this is the ideal male body. You may not like it, but it's what peak performance looks like.
1: And he's in his little (laughs) tidy whities.
0: He's in his tidy whities, and he is flexing with those little birdie ass arms.
1: All right, well, that about wraps up listener comments. <laughs>
0: oh. Trivia? Trivia. Trivia. You ready?
1: Everyone, little secret, little behind the scenes thing, but we've been recording, I'm not lying, for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot, I'm sure most is going to be cut out, but oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's been lovely, though. Anyway, let's get into trivia. jackie you got some uh i have two do you have some i have i have one all right i'll go first then you can go second and then i'll go again after you perfect that sounded really good (laughs) Good. it sounded great it was exactly right i'm just so
0: perfect Shut up, bitch! Read your trivia!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Amy, in the beginning of the episode, Connie and Bobby are playing a video game in his room.
0: What's the name of that video game? I don't know, and that was the one that I was going to do to you. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. What is it? It is called Damage. All right, I only got one. Okay. Jackie. What are the letters on the wrestling team's jacket? Ooh. I, I have no idea. T-L-W-T. W-T?
1: Tom wrestling- Landry Wrestling
0: Team. Of And that's the only trivia that I have. Well, I have one more, but... Go. Come Kay. on. Bring it. Bring it. When Peggy's at the batting cage
1: hitting those balls... What is the name of the place where she's hitting those balls?
0: Oh, my God. I have no clue. <laughs> where is Peggy slamming balls at? She's slamming balls at
1: Fun Center, Fun Center, Fun Center, Fun Center, Fun Center, Fun Center, Fun Center. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. I know. I thought for sure you'd get it.
0: <sighs> Excellent trivia. Jackie, we gotta we gotta end this. It's been at least three hours at this point. We gotta we gotta go. We're we're there. Um. So next episode,
1: do you know what the next episode is?
0: I think it is one that we've already done. For yes. Specialty. Yes. Yep. Was it the unbearable blindness of laying? Yes. So we're not gonna do that one again. We've already done it.
1: We've already done it. Go like, go back to that one after this. That way you stay in order.
0: Right. But I don't know what the other one is.
1: The one after that is Ooh. Meet the Manger Babies.
0: <gasps> Luann! Luann! Uh, uh, Yay! Uh, 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 uh. So many people hate the Manger Babies. I can't wait to do this episode.
1: Oh, I'm going to just practice my Luann voice all week. I can't wait.
0: Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear it. Chalk up, gonna... chalk up now. <laughs> you're gonna fucking nail it, Jackie. I know it.
1: I'm. It's so much fun. Lu- Luann is so much fun. I can't wait. She's the
0: best. She's so much fun. All right, Jack. This
1: is this is the end. This is it.
0: This is the end. We're done. We're done here.
1: By now, you're probably to work, so I hope you have a really yeah. good day. Um, or if you're just sitting on your couch, I want you to just take a second and uh, just be proud of yourself. Mhm. You're doing your best, and mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I I had a really bad day before I started talking to you, Jackie. I know that we've done this before, but like in the beginning. But man, what a what a great night I've had with you. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I've had a wonderful night as well. It's so full of laughs. I hope everybody else is full of laughs. Mm-hmm. I hope you all feel a little bit better. I hope you're feeling a little bit, you know, a little bit jugged up. So i am at a loss <laughs> i am at a loss of words so please keep listening and thank you and we will see you in a week and also just message us on instagram and facebook and whatever uh mm-hmm. review subscribe on uh,
1: itunes because of mm-hmm. the algorithm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the algorithm is gonna get you. The algorithm is
0: gonna get you. <laughs> you are so full of tunes. So no, brilliant today.
1: <laughs> that's about it. Right? Okay, I think
0: that's up. Yep. All yep. Right. So Jackie, until next time.
1: Via Con-
0: Dio. Dio.
1: Dio. The algorithm is going to get, get you, the algorithm is going to get you, the algorithm is going to get ya tonight. <laughs>